Just say dudes and dudettes or guys and gals, uh, stallions and fillies. <laughs> oh, my uh, gosh. Hey, welcome back to another episode of your favorite podcast, That Would Be Rad, a podcast that majors in 80s and 90s nostalgia, comic culture, all things paranormal, and minors in retro video games, pre-internet mysteries, and raising our kids to be half as cool as we were back in the 80s. We are your hosts, Woody Brown and Tyler Bentz. What's up, dude? Holy smokes, man. Finally, we have electricity. You know, I just feel terrible, man. Um... <clears throat> not just uh, not physically. I mean, I felt bad last week, but um, dude, we're releasing this episode after Monday. This is late, mm-hmm. uh, but I mean, we couldn't record this episode last week because I literally didn't have any electricity from Wednesday night until like Saturday evening. So Halloween night, uh, which made for like cool, like candlelit, spooky stories for the kids, mm-hmm. but uh, that got old pretty quick. <laughs> so i mean we just didn't have it's just you take so many things for granted like a oh, hot yeah. shower um being able to you know charge your phone i mean we would have to like drive or just sit in our driveway in our cars like charging up our phones so that i could like still kind of work um and then on top of that i was sick last week so all the things aligned to make it kind of seem like halloween was going to be pretty detrimental this year but it ended up being pretty rad actually and oh um, yeah you know would it be safe to say it was a perfect storm yeah i mean that's the most dad joke <laughs> of dad jokes that you've ever done on here hey <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah so anyways yeah. i'm excited that we have electricity we can finally mm-hmm. you know record a podcast episode i mean after last month um i mean would you say are you fatigued uh in terms of just spookiness never <laughs> never never okay, i, like that I could go on forever and um frankly i'm actually in a little bit of a state of mourning because it's just you know there's this big build up and it you know you have like a month and um you know you look back and I, at least for me i look back and i see wow we didn't go to this place mm-hmm. uh, we didn't go to this pumpkin farm we didn't like you know so i'm already looking forward to it next year yeah. um, and i'm sure a bunch of bunch of our listeners and family out there are um, equally into it. I will say I am a I am definitely happy as far as all the work that we put in for the podcast. I'm I'm excited to kind of have a maybe a little more loosey goosey and mm-hmm. because um, yeah, man, you know, we we uh, we worked hard. I think it it came across in all the episodes last month and uh, mm-hmm. it was fun and it was a lot of fun you know it's funny man i don't even think my little brother uh has heard my spooky story you know because we we went to colleges in different states um by that by that time you know mm-hmm. um and so he was just like 
on the other end of the U.S. essentially. And I don't think we ever, I don't think I've ever told him that story. So it was kind of cool that he got to, uh, to listen to it in, um, in, you know, not just sort of theater of the mind, as they say, but put our sort of sound design on it and, and make it even spookier mm-hmm. for him. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I thought, especially that last episode, um, I think we can, we can both be pretty proud of it. And, um, and again, mm-hmm. special thanks to, uh, Michael McMillan from the Bigfoot Collectors Club. No kidding, man. I mean, Totally surprised me. I mean, I didn't expect that knock at the door. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And uh, (laughs) super fan Clay, shout out to Clay for for stepping up and giving us some awesome, awesome, Mm -hmm. awesome stories. But yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, you know, it's a little bittersweet. I'm, I'm kind of glad that it's over. As far as you know, these episodes have to be this, this, this. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, man. I'm kind of excited about some fresh material, but it's funny. Even though the the Halloween season's over, you know some of the stuff that I've been kind of watching on TV and stuff has been leaning towards that that spooky yep. stuff. I mean, I made my way through the the movies that I wanted to see before Halloween. Uh, just mm-hmm. barely. I mean, like I said on one of the episodes, my tradition of watching The Crow, you know, on Devil's Night the night before Halloween, I couldn't do it because we didn't have nope. power. So it, yep. literally the second that we had electricity, I was like. Hey babe, I'm going upstairs. I'm watching The Crow. Um, but some of the stuff that I've been watching has been kind of like that spooky thing, like the Haunting of Bly Manor. Um, oh yeah, you've been talking about what is the show that you keep on telling me to watch? Well, actually, hold on. Let's let's give a little bit of a preface. So this episode, we're just going to have another consumption junction episode, mm. and it's just a little bit of a recap and a little bit of a look into what our lives and what we're consuming, whether books or comics or. Uh, tabletop games, if you're Woody, or mm-hmm. uh, movies. So that's what we're doing. So continue. Because like we've always said, and I'm sure anybody listening to this does this with their friends, anytime you kind of are getting into something or whatever, it's such a fun mm-hmm. conversation to have with, uh, oh, with yeah. your friends and stuff. So, well, and you know, I mean, I've actually kind of been somewhat fatigued a little bit on, on TV shows in general, but, you know, of course I had to watch again once the power came on. Had to watch the first episode of season two of Mandalorian. Yes. And it was so good. Man, we haven't even talked about that, have I we? I know, man. I know. What'd you think? Dude, I thought it was amazing. Uh, you know, and I don't I don't think we should go too deep because I don't want to spoil it for someone who yeah, I was gonna say, hasn't how, how had far a chance to watch go? it. But, uh, you know, one of the things I always get concerned with when there's just a first season that's just incredible, the same, you know, mm-hmm. Stranger Things, for example. Anytime there's like that sophomore release, you're kind of like a little nervous, right? And uh, of course, Stranger Things just, they do good every time. But I was a little nervous about Mandalorian just because, you know, I don't know. I was just a little nervous. And all I can say for anybody that hasn't seen this first episode, it it is just as good as last season. It just has a continuation of just that awesome vibe that is uh, the Mandalorian and, and the that look into the Star Wars universe is mm-hmm. just so awesome. And there's a nice little kind of um, well, there's a couple of cameos in the show this this yeah. episode that I thought were really cool. So um, if you haven't watched it already, don't worry; it's you're not going to be disappointed. It's super rad. And you're mm-hmm. gonna love it. Yeah, one thing, uh, and I don't think this is this is a spoiler in any way, but um, I thought it was a really cool episode. Into it was just a really clever way of explaining how how sort of powerful their the Mandalorians, like how their suits or their co- you know their 
armor and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, just how sort of effective and how their suit sort of makes them, you know, it's part of what makes them so dangerous and so yeah. sort of legendary. And how, and how important it is to them as well. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know we kind of like got that in the first season, but it really kind of <laughs> you you uh, really have a better understanding for that uh, in mm-hmm. this episode for sure. Man, I hate that we can't like kind of go into it a little more. But, yeah, um, I know. but yeah, we'll maybe, maybe next another. episode. Yeah. What else? Before we get into the big topic, which I know that you're just chomping just at the chomping bit to get into, like biting my nails over here. Just can't <laughs> I know you are. I know you are. Um, and I think it's going to make a lot of listeners happy out there that we discuss yeah. it. But first. Okay. Um, I have so I also watched The Haunting of Bly Manor. Mm-hmm. The whole um, thing you finished it? No, no, no. I haven't okay. finished it. I, I'm kind of gave far up on in. Man, you know, I, like I don't really, spoil it for me, dude. Do not. Spoil no, 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 no. I'm not. It just it gets like really. Um, how do I explain this? Like, so the first one, The Haunting of Hill House, mm-hmm. I absolutely loved. I thought so. So it far, was, what you're saying is you prefer Haunting of Hill House over this one. So far. Um, well, yes, okay. I think so. Just because it's, and I kind of, so you haven't seen Haunting of Hill House, and mm. not that I think that you're you're missing anything, but I think the, sort of thematically, I think a couple of the topics that they were pushing on Haunting of Hill House um, were like just the right amount to be very, very intriguing and very, mm. very like, an interesting way of spinning. And also, and on a, in a lot of ways, very similar to the way that I view ghosts or spirits or, you know, whatever, if you will. And so, uh, but this one, it felt, I don't know, there's sort of like a lot of flip-flopping. So you don't always know, are, are we in the future? Are we in the past? Are we in... Yeah, there's kind of a lot of like callbacks Yeah, it, it gets stuff. a little, yeah. I don't know, a little much. I will say this though, as much as I love the first few episodes, mm-hmm. I started the series, um, it's called Evil, um, mm-hmm. with the guy that's in... Um, Lost. Uh, is he in Lost? Well, I mean, the guy that plays Ben in Lost. Oh, he's one of my favorite. I, I've never seen Lost still. Dude, I know. I, I think somebody I, just wrecked a car. Someone else had a heart attack, and I am about to just go ballistic on you. I know, you've told me for years what? and years. There's just so much. I have so little time. Yeah, I know. Days. I know. Um, but I should. I, I really should because I know that that was like one of your number one shows. But, oh, um, yeah. but anyway, the show called Evil. It's on Netflix. Man, I am really, really into it. I don't. It's just done really, really well. And was it like a network show first, or like I don't think so. Honestly, I. I hadn't heard of anybody talking about it and i just happened to see i was like oh well the dude from luke cage is on it you know i like him as an actor and man i'm several episodes in and i think it's pretty amazing that's awesome man yeah yeah it's uh, really I will good. definitely check it out just like you said though i mean i do trust me i totally get it there is way too much like i'm also i'm i feel like there's just so much yeah so available that it kind of mm-hmm. ruins it you know i end up just having like paralysis by analysis trying to figure out what we're going to watch at night and then we end up not mm-hmm. watching anything and it just you know kind of sucks so I, I miss out on a lot of stuff so i'm kind of playing catch up on a couple of shows right now too like um succession um oh god are I you so see. you're still not caught up oh dude i just i've only se- only seen the first episode and i was like Holy oh my dude, god so good man oh dude just wait man i know i can't that- wait don't My say anything Corey else. And, I, and oh, listeners, Tyler is notorious for 
like <laughs> wanted me to start something or we'll see a movie. And then I'm like, no, 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 don't tell me anything about it. And he's like, no, 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 th- th- this, trust me, just trust me. This isn't a thing. And then he like tells me like, I hate, like, I love going into a movie, a book, uh, you know, um, a show relatively blind because I just mm-hmm. like to, you know, figure it out on my own and even somewhat insignificant details. Anyway, so you're very notorious for that. So don't tell me anything about it. I'm just saying I'm getting I don't started think on notorious. that. Okay. I'm like, bro, this is not going to give it away. It's not going to give it away at all. So anyway, so Bruce Willis, he's dead. And <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I'm also a little under the weather. I feel like I've been sick for the last three weeks. Hey, good news, I man. I, I got a COVID test. I, I know I it's not results. COVID. I got the results. Negative. <sighs> Negative. Boom. Well, I got to be honest with you. In a way, well, no, that that is going to be that is going to be insensitive. I, I just kind of, <laughs> yeah, I just kind of wish it. Like because I did feel crappy, I did feel fatigued. Mm-hmm. In a way, I was kind of hoping, like, oh man, that actually on a scale of one to ten, I was like a two. And I was yeah, hoping that right. I did have it, so that it's just like, see, it's not that bad, but I don't have it. So I mean, I will say I've had a ton of friends that um, that have this is had not it going in it. <laughs> so who cares? Come on, we got to no, no, no. task here. Okay, yeah, yeah. Let's. Can let's we please? Ahead. Can we please talk about what I've been diving into lately? Um, like hardcore yes, diving into. But I got a quick little. Uh, a quick little shout out to another comic that everybody needs to read. I think it actually came out in 2019, but but then again, I could be totally wrong on this. It's from DC Comics, the Black Label. It's called Wonder Woman, Dead Earth. Mm. And man, is it good. Dude, I'm pretty sure you've talked about that before. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. it's really, I mean, kudos to DC for letting a creator, Daniel Warren Johnson, he wrote it. He draws it. It's beautiful. He's he's a, an incredible artist, but it turns out he's also an equally incredible storyteller and writer. Oh, wow. So um, that's awesome, man. Really good. And is it like, like? Is it? Um, are you talking about? It's in sync. I mean, I'm sure. Of course, I can go out and grab the the individual issues. Oh, yeah. But is it is it in a trade yet? Well, what's cool about it is it's um, so DC has this. I guess it's kind of new. The last year, last couple of years. Um, they have like what's called the black label. You know, it's kind of like a different format. So it's almost like I'm trying to think what size the actual book was. It's it's um yeah, I think it's four issues of almost like heavy metal magazine. Do you remember heavy metal? Mm-hmm. It's kind of that size, but it's like uh, you know, so they're like something. they're like jumbo issue kind of kind of jumbos. Yeah, and there's there's only four of them, so they're easy to pick up. I'm actually curious to see if they do put out collection collected addiction uh, <laughs> collected, collected addiction. addiction. Um, because it'll be massive. I mean, it'll be, it'll be That'd awesome. Be cool. Yeah. But he's, he's a great artist and an amazing storyteller. And, um, I know, yeah, man. I mean, you, they, you've been telling me to, to read that for a while. I need to, I need to get my hands on that. We'll trade, yeah. we'll trade with yeah. what I've been reading, but you have, okay. So here's what I've been reading. I didn't know we were going to dive into comics. You're just making me wait even longer to go into what I've been really getting into lately, but okay, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. fine. Um, so the, I just finished uh, volume three of the Doom Patrol uh, Young Animal. Oh, yeah. You know, that Gerard Way wrote. And man, it was good. But I got to say, you know, I think I feel like we've talked about this before, too. But I'm I'm, constantly, I'm just like a huge Doom Patrol fan now because mm-hmm. of this. And it is super abstract. So anybody listening. Oh, yeah. Trust me when you. Well, I mean, I don't know. I think volume one. 
is relatively easy to digest, but it just gets more and more abstract. And especially like this one, there's there were moments when I was reading it that I was like, man, I don't know what on earth is going on right now. Yeah. But then mm-hmm. it kind of comes back around just super, the writing is, frankly, it's just brilliant. I mean, it's just That's amazing. Cool. And then the artwork, man, like I, you know this, man, I, I talk about this with you all the time. Like it's what introduced me to, uh, to Nick um, Darrington and, mm-hmm. and him, well, him, the combo of him and the colorist uh, Tamara Bonvillain. Oh, yeah, dude, she's amazing. It is like literally every single page is like yeah. i just want to frame it it's just mm-hmm. it's just amazing stuff yeah nick, nick nick's an amazing artist and he's like a sweetheart of a guy he um actually hung out a little bit with him at new york comic con a few years back yeah he's just one of those dudes who he immediately knew exactly who i was was like oh you're the you're the guy with all the like the little tick marks like he immediately mm-hmm. knew my art That's awesome. and um and i was like yeah you know um we're only here for today or whatever, you know, I was hoping to get on your list. And he was like, well, hold on just a second. And he literally just reaches over, pulls out a sheet of paper and just bust out like a fast little commission commission. And, and is like, here you go, dude. Jeez, um, man. Yeah. He's, he's amazing. Really, really, really good dude. And fantastic artist. Yeah, man. I mean, I think the only reason I even, I think you, me and our friend Johnny were mm-hmm. just comic hunting one day and I just picked yeah. up, volume one and i was like hey man is this any good and i just started flipping through it and as you were like answering yeah but it's kind of abstract i didn't care man like literally the art is yeah. just the best way i can describe it is just like juicy man i don't know mm-hmm. i don't mm-hmm. you know that's not like some kind of uh official comic term but it is just incredible so anyways i i you know of course i've had volume one and volume two and they just released um, volume three maybe a month or two ago and I got it. And, you know, I got to say at first I was initially disappointed because it wasn't all Nick Darrington art, but the, the, the kind of consequence of it really was that introduced me to new artists, of course, that I didn't Mm -hmm. really know that I'm sure you do, but the two that really kind of jumped out at me were, uh, kind of the first one that kind of popped out to me because his style kind of reminds me of yours mm-hmm. um, is Nick Patara. I think yeah. I'm saying that right. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but like, I, I, just like the little, so. like just the detail um, mm-hmm. that he puts into each panel and stuff is just really, really cool. And it kind of reminded me of you, but I thought his, his stuff was really cool. The issue that he did. And then man, another one that kind of just like jumped out at me, which was really cool. Um, was Becky Cloonan. And what's cool about her issue was it was the only standalone guest issue in this series mm-hmm. that Gerard Way allowed. And so like her and a guy named um, Michael Conrad kind of co-wrote the story and she drew it. And dude, it like, I think it was one of my favorite issues in that, you know, uh, way to the world sort of series or whatever. Um yeah. It was just a really cool story. It was one of those kind of stories that just makes everybody reading it love comics and the the love for comics and stuff just from within that story is mm-hmm. super evident. It's just really, really cool. And if I was yeah, a kid, she, like imagining what happened in that issue is just so freaking killer, man. So she she's awesome. And I'm so glad that she was in there. And then Yeah, she 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 is well, go ahead, sorry. No, no, go ahead. No, I'm just gonna quick little tidbit about uh Becky Cloonan is she uh, she's also another really awesome person. Um, and years and years and years ago, so pretty much my all-time favorite comic artist, 
Well, it falls into two. It's either it's Paul Pope and Raphael Grandpa, the two greatest modern artists of all time, mm-hmm. and um, they're a constant source of inspiration. So Grandpa, years ago, him, uh, Becky Cloonan, uh, Gabriel Ba, Fabio Moon, uh, they put out a book from Floating World Comics, which is a comic shop, I think, in Portland. I'm not sure, though. But uh, they put out a book called F- Number 5. It's this tiny little book, and it is impossible to find. I th- I'm pretty sure there's only like 100 issues, I mean 100 copies of it. And I've never seen another copy other than my own. And for years, I you know, was going back and forth with Becky on like, hey, do you know anywhere that I can find this book? And she was always so fast to respond and so sweet about it. And actually, she said, you know what? I, have, I think I have an extra, ish- an, an extra copy um, in storage. Uh, let me get what? back to you in a week. Yeah, no this, way, this was years ago. Yeah, and she hit me back up. This was on Facebook. This was before, I think before even we were on Instagram. Wow. And uh, she was like, hey, I found a copy. Uh, shoot me your address. So she shot me the address, and it was, uh, you know, she signed it and everything, and amazing. And, That's um, amazing, dude. Yeah, yeah. And since then, I've gotten it signed by every other artist. But, um, yeah, Damn. she's amazing. She's another real sweetheart. Yeah. So it shows that there are some really great people out there. Yeah, man, the there really are, man. The comic industry. world is just so cool. And mm-hmm. the art, man, golly, it's just so good. It's just yeah. so awesome, man. And, and like I said, I mean, she, like – her writing was awesome too you mm-hmm. know so mm-hmm. it was cool and then like oh man it's so funny this kind of ties into what i've been sort of getting into there's an issue in volume two i think it's like number 12 of that that run of uh, doom patrol and it's mm-hmm. called um to tame a land into the Damonscape. and nice. uh the whole thing the way it's written and, and drawn and everything is like this one giant sort of role-playing adventure sort of thing and that's the kind of the theme because there's like a character in this that um he's a kid that's super into that stuff and so he kind of like takes his parents into this realm and together Mm -hmm. they like fight all these these bad guys and stuff it's really really cool that's awesome so i think before we get into what i've been really digging into why don't we take Mm -hmm. a quick break a sweet word from our sponsor and then when we get back we'll dive right in let's do it you will know it is time to turn the page when you hear r2d2 beep like this. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. 
Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You have one new message. Hey, this is John Bachman from Boston. And when I'm not busy being an insurance nerd or fighting my son to play video games, I'm listening to... That would be rad, my favorite new podcast. Let's begin now. So before we get back into the you big topic. Son of a gun. <laughs> and I'm, I'm partially doing this just because I know that Woody is just ready to just fire off what he's into. And I understand why. But um, I've recently, over at Inky Knuckles, uh, my art rep, Cam, he had an idea for a, a few of the artists uh, to do this like little Halloween sort of thing. So we did, we did these like little six by nine little pieces, like inked pieces for, it was like 150 bucks a piece uh, for Halloween. And so mine was a character from the Mignolaverse, Mike Mignola. If you don't know, he's the writer of Hellboy, BPRD you know, this massive world uh, on Dark Horse Comics. And so I have been in a huge sort of Hellboy kick, you know, just getting into, like, the reference and all. I think I have almost all the issues. I don't I don't have any of the omnibuses, but, um, or omnibi. Right? <laughs> I don't know, man. But, I, but you know, they, uh, and you, you've actually never really got mm, into Hellboy, no. have you? No, you're going to have to oh let me borrow those, too. I have to do a trade. Yeah, we have to. Uh, yeah, Hellboy is so great, and I never, I never really understood. I mean, I never really put the two and two together on like why I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, there there are single issues. But if you're a fan, you're you're gonna buy them as like the little trades. Uh, but they're amazing. They're just these kind of like one off anthology stories, and every little story is kind of you know he'll, Mike Mignola. He'll he'll give like a little preface at the beginning of the story on like what sort of legend he's kind of, uh, or, or sort of like folklore he's sort of playing off of. Um, and it's so fascinating. I mean, like mm. the Baba Yaga and the, you know, a lot of bizarre sort of, he'll jump from ancient Japanese, like yokai, mm. uh, to, you know, Polish, to Greek. I mean, he like jumps all over the place and uses all this sort of like folklore and like etymology and like, Man. It's fascinating, that is and cool. honestly, I really think you would dig it, dude. Because yeah, I mean, uh, you know, like, look, I've always thought the character was cool. I thought the movies mm-hmm. were pretty rad. I didn't mm-hmm. see the newest one um, just because mm-hmm. I heard well, not very many. I don't I haven't spoken to anyone that not really good. enjoyed it. You know, unfortunately, no. I still want to watch it though. It sucks too because I was so excited because I love that dude. What's his yeah, name? Yeah, Hopper. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know his <laughs> name. Uh, he, I mean, he's, he's awesome. He's like, man. he's one of the best parts of Stranger Things. So mm-hmm. I had such high hopes. And there were a few things that, it, that they did right with it, but I don't know. I just felt like the, the overall tone was, it was just missing something. Mm-hmm. I think the Ron Perlman stuff is a little better. Okay, anyway, been in a big Hellboy kick. Found a book that I thought I had, but I guess I'd never come across, called Darkness Calls, uh, with Mike Mignola on writing and Duncan Fregredo on the art, and it is stunning. So Wow. Yeah, yeah. dude, I'm going to have to check it out. So let's do it. What are oh, you? Uh, yeah. What are you into, bro? Okay, so... A couple weeks ago, um, and I think I may have posted this on our like Instagram stories, uh, which, by the way, if you're not already following us on Instagram, you can find us at That Would Be Rad. It's where we post all kinds of stuff from you know behind the scenes stuff, 
from episodes to also just stuff that we're into or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think I posted this, but a couple weeks ago, mainly just because it was Stranger Things edition, I bought the Dungeons and Dragons Stranger Things starter set. Yeah. And immediately just kind of like reading through the, the rules and all this kind of stuff, I just immediately became super fascinated and wanted just like obsessed truly uh, about mm-hmm. just Dungeons and Dragons in general. So and here's and the thing. so you, you you've never got into it, right? No, no. And and you Which know it's just crazy weird. To me. It's crazy to me too, man. And I think like thinking about like reasons why I, I kind of talked to my brother about it this weekend. You know, like I remember I had friends that were into it, but oh, for yeah. some reason like when when I would try to like ask them about it or it just seemed so complex that I was like, uh, I don't know. When my interest sort of peaked, I guess, about that kind of stuff, it was around the same time that there was like Magic the Gathering. And, oh, yeah. Um, what was the one with like vampires? Um, oh, gosh. What was that? Oh, yeah. Vampire the Masquerade. Um, anyway. Those those sort of like role-playing card games and stuff, that's what I sort of ended up getting into because mm-hmm. there was less sort of thinking about it. I didn't have to figure it all out. And yeah. Dungeons & Dragons always just seems so, um, I mean, really just like complex, Daunting. really. Yeah, yeah, just like I didn't, I didn't know. It just seemed like too much. It was overwhelming and intimidating. Well, well I, and, and especially as a, like me as a kid who, I mean, I, as an adult, I hate math, but I really hated math <laughs> as a kid. Yeah, and, and there's a bunch of that like percentage stuff, and oh god, I mean, there's so much yeah. sort of of that involved. Um, yeah. But what's which cool. I go yeah. ahead, sorry. Well, when I was going to say, hey, like, hey, I mean, pal, you go ahead. <laughs> what's cool is like so starting to kind of think about it in terms of look, I love that my kids love video games and stuff, especially like the mm-hmm. old school ones. But at the same time, like, I want to make sure that we, uh, you know, nourish their imagination and ha- make them sort of look outside the world that's right in front of them, which is a screen, 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 screen. That, yeah. and I just think it would be really cool to get into this thing. So I started like learning about it, learning about what, like I started reading the description of what a dungeon master does. And I'm like, holy crap, this sounds like I was literally born to do this. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. everything about being a dungeon master just speaks to me like crazy storytelling, the detail behind it coming, telling out of these people events. what to do, <laughs> no, <laughs> controlling a bunch of people. No, no, no. <laughs> right. no, I mean like taking friends, uh, on this, on these like adventures and stuff, um, mm-hmm. just really was like, Holy smoke. So then I bought the, I, I watched a bunch of YouTube videos and I got a shout out to like two, uh, YouTube channels that really kind of helped me realize that it doesn't need to be intimidating. Yes, there are like a lot of things about the rules and stuff, but you can make it as simplistic as you want or as complex as you want, and there's no right or wrong doing it. And those two dudes mm-hmm. are uh, a guy named Nate from, uh, I don't know, it was D20, I guess it's W A S D 20, and then a guy named Mark. Mm-hmm. Humes or Humes, he's just I think, yeah, yeah. But his YouTube channel is Sherlock Humes, and that's H U L M E S. But they have videos about like getting started, what you need, 
And so, because I knew that there was um, a Dungeons and Dragons starter set and then an essentials kit. And so I wondered, well, what's the difference between those two? Because Mm -hmm. the Stranger Things set is really cool. I mean, truthfully, it comes with like two Demogorgon minis. And I was like, I got to have that. It has an adventure in there that's very sort of like one-off, you know, very is designed. It comes with pre-filled character sheets. It's designed literally to jump right in for a beginner. So that's really cool. But I wanted to learn more about the bigger universe and the more more of the rules and how to create a character. And so I did some research, watched these videos, and essentially the starter set versus the essentials kit. The essentials kit just kind of comes with more, comes with more on how to build a character, you know, you know, it comes with like a DM screen, um, all these like cool things. So I just went for it. And truthfully, man, no joke, because of a coupon and because it's on sale, I bought that sucker for like 11 bucks at Target. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, at I don't Target make it too. At Target, crazy. man. I don't make any money from Target. So head on down to Target. Head on down to Target. Tell them Woody sent you. <laughs> so well, would you say the essentials is, uh, you know, for somebody who knows nothing about it, just wanting to get in, would you say the essentials is better or the starter? Yeah. So the essentials is better for both of them are cool. Um, but I would say the essential kit is, it depends. It depends on like, if I didn't already have the stranger things starter set, I may Mm -hmm. have gone to this, the other starter set. Um, but essentially this is what I found out. The starter set comes with another sort of one-off adventure. It's not, there's not a whole lot of like extra stuff you can do with that adventure. Um, I I don't believe you get like a map. You don't get a DM screen. You get some dice and stuff. And then like, um, a very basic rule book and it doesn't, I don't, I don't think it, I think it also comes with pre-filled characters. I don't think it tells you anything about character creation really. Mm. Um, although you can get the basic rules from Dungeons and Dragons website that you can print and it gives you some of the character creation stuff, you know, limited races, limited classes. Um, the essential that it's weird that they don't really go into like character creation on the starter a, set. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's such a, I think big, they, yeah, they it. design it that way. I think again to make it because I think it's also it is a big part of it, but I think it's a part of it that intimidates a lot of people because there's mm. kind of a lot to it, and so they kind of just the starter set is like imagine if you and some friends are like, hey man, we want to play Dungeons and Dragons this weekend. We've never played before. What do we do? I would say mm-hmm. get the starter set. Mm, um, cool essentials kit, although also geared for people that have never played for, played it before. It's adventure that's included is much more expansive. There's a ton more sort of just random things that you can do. There's quests. There is, of course, the DM screen, which is really cool because it has really cool like fantasy art on the front that the players get to see. But on the backside that's facing the the dungeon master has all these Mm -hmm. like tips and things about certain spells and attacks and, you know, that kind of stuff that that way you don't have to keep on flipping through the the um the adventure or the the rule book or anything like that um and then a bunch of like spell cards um just a ton of stuff man and and they're about the same price too which is kind of crazy so i mean you know it's just one of those things like because of youtube and because there's just a lot of information out there you you Mm -hmm. can really get a pretty good idea about how to get started and all that just watching a couple videos on youtube and getting the essentials kit and then just getting getting going that's awesome yeah yeah i i I, um 
I played as a kid in middle school and I was obsessed with it. Um, and eventually went on to, you know, like you were saying with magic, the gathering, um, eventually went on to do, you know, to move on to magic just because it was, you know, I, I mean, I can remember being in middle school and carrying around like this huge binder of characters and like all your, you know, stuff. And so, um, but one thing I do remember as a kid, especially is, you know, again, as a kid who hated math, the original one, um, not advanced Dungeons and Dragons, but just regular Dungeons and Dragons was, um, it was, there was just so much of like the percentage stuff, the roll, like, you know, rolling the die. And it was a little daunting when, especially for a kid who just wanted to partake in sort of the imagination and the the fantasy part, you know, I, I really didn't mm-hmm. care about like the actual, the die and, you know, your percentages and, and all that stuff. And so we actually, oddly enough, we sort of made a, a couple friends and I made like a sort of a watered down version that I think we had one die and that was it. You know, we cut off a lot of the, uh, a lot of the, the characteristics you know, and it was very sort of like a simplified version. Um, mm-hmm. But the funny thing is, is, um, you know, in the late 70s, when TSR, that's the company that put out D&D, came out, um, there was a thing called the sat- Satanic Panic, and mm-hmm. it was huge. And all these parents started looking directly at like, oh, well, the, it's these kids playing Dungeons and & Dragons and committing suicide or, mm-hmm. you know, overdosing and stuff. Um, and oddly enough, it's really bizarre that they sort of looked at this tabletop nerd, you know, role-playing game. But oddly enough, there was a made-for-TV movie with, I think it was Tom Hanks' mm-hmm. first yeah. movie called yeah. Mazes and Monsters. Yeah, and so that's, funnily enough, because there was the stigma of, you know, if our teachers saw us playing Dungeons & Dragons, they immediately were like, oh, this is satanic. So they, So we called it Mazes and Monsters, which... I think the movie was literally made to dissuade kids from from getting into it and, mm-hmm. you know, going down the dark path. Yeah, man. I mean, I think one thing that I really am excited about, and I think that these guys on those YouTube channels really kind of um, explained perfectly was that, look, it can be as simple as you want to make it. And especially if you're the dungeon master, you can literally, you're mm-hmm. in charge, man. And the most important yeah. thing whenever running a campaign or even just like a small, short, quick adventure is to make sure that everyone playing is having fun. So if that means, you know, you don't want to just throw a bunch of creatures at them and then just like, they're just, you know, you want them to have fun and be excited and, and, and just participate. And so like you and I have kind of talked about this, like I want to get, you know, our kids and, you know, involved in it. And I mean, I think, you know, especially our youngest are definitely, I don't think they could sit around for, they they can't like understand the whole concept, but my oldest and your oldest, I think could. And, um, you know, I think too, it'd be fun for like a game night with our wives. I mean, I thought about this, we'd kind of talked about, well, maybe we can like get them excited about being like an elf or something like that. And we're like, uh, they probably Mm. won't. Dude, what about this? What about them being like themselves? Right. So Mm. they're human. But mm-hmm. they have, they get to pick like what, um, maybe they're human, like clerics or um, wizards Paladins or something. Or, yeah, yeah, like mm-hmm. they get like these magic powers that they choose and roll through to see what their characteristics are. And then they just join our characters in the adventure that we do together on like a game night. Yeah, so I mean, I, I, I love it. I, I think my wife is very, um, 
my wife, Courtney, she's very pragmatic and, you know, realistic and very sort of fact-based. So it's always a little hard to kind of get her to bite on that kind of stuff. Yeah, mine too, mine too. I think if we can get them both into it, I think that's the key. Yeah, man. And I think if we make it like tailored to their, Mm -hmm. like, you know, I don't know. I think we can make it fun, man. Yeah, we got to give it a try, and if it sucks, then huh, we'll we give yeah. it a try. So yeah. that's what I've been super into, man. Just getting one of these things going, and there's just so much to kind of learn about, and there's so much. Uh, well, you know, like you were talking about earlier, like some of the older books that you have. I think this fifth edition that that's come out relatively recent, the most recent uh, edition of it, kind of is really focused on helping new people get into it but then also you know making it so that the the people that have played it for a long time yeah and i think if you dive in online there's you know certain factions of people that just maybe don't care they want the original traditional or whatever they all have their own favorite editions but pretty i mean pretty much everything that i see online everybody loves uh what they call 5e and Hmm. You know, um, they, they're happy about it. You know, they they like that some of the stuff was taken out from, you know, just overly complicated stuff was just kind of like edited out so that yeah. you can really get the best sort of bang for your buck and um, and all that. And so, you know, it is a little daunting too. There's so many books and so many adventures that you can kind of get into. You know, like I oh, already so want awesome, like the, player, the core books, the player's yeah. handbook, the Dungeon Master's Guide, and the Monster's Manual. Mm-hmm. I uh, If I don't get them before Christmas, they're definitely going to be on my list. Um, yeah, you made me dig out uh, out of my basement. I have, and I have more. I, I think they're at my, well, my sister's lives in the house that we grew up in now. But um, yeah, I, I'd found, uh, I have Fiend Folio, um, Deities and Demigods, mm-hmm. Uh, I think the original AD&D Players Handbook um, and then some other sort of, like I have like the Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. you know, sort of RPG. Yeah, um, yeah which is which was such a cool thing. I mean, Marvel, uh, like all the Marvel characters, they had, there was one spinoff of that. Mm-hmm. There was... Um, There's some Star Wars stuff out there. Yeah, then you have like Shadowrun and Forgotten Realms and... Uh, Warhammer, which I think mm-hmm. Warhammer's. I it's never got just, into. It. I just talked to my uh, my buddy Rollins, and he was talking about how he never got into D anD D, but he got into Warhammer, and so Warhammer mm-hmm. is like um, it's God, literally it just so bad. Cool. It's just battles. So you just oh, like wow. build your armies, and you just fight against other armies, um, and that's you know that's really it. So that's mm-hmm. cool. It sounds cool, but I don't know. For me, I'd rather dive into D anD D. And, yeah. you know, oh, even yeah, he classic. was talking about like, dude, there's just so many ways that you can play with people even like, and don't get me wrong. I really legit want to turn my basement into at least have an area where we can just have a just killer campaign going. Oh yeah. A big, long table and everything. Um, big, but, long table for just me and you. <laughs> <laughs> no, like whoever else we bring in, you know, especially once all this virus crap. But, um, you know, like there's ways now thanks to technology when you have electricity mm-hmm. and the internet um, that you can get online and almost like a zoom. You, of course you can use like zoom or a platform like that, but which I want of, us to do this yeah. week. Oh yeah, for sure, dude. I mean, we're going to do, it, a, we're going to do a character creation session. I mean, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at least should we, should we do uh so this was a thing that uh, like I said, you know, 
back when I was a kid, we made up sort of a simplified game. Um, I never remember being able to play with just two people back in the day. So we had kind of, mm. uh, especially my cousin Colt, we would um, we kind of created like a, a much more simplified version. So it was like I was just the DM, and then you know he was a character. Um, but now you're saying it's kind of a common thing. So I'm excited to do like a Zoom call and maybe get back into it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, um, I don't know like how super common, but for sure this Essentials kit is designed in a way that for a minimum, like two play, two to six players, which is different than mm. a lot of the other ones. Like even the Stranger Things one, it's like, you know, three to five players or whatever. So the way that this Essentials kit what I love about it, man, that it's just going to help us sort of just like catapult into just running an adventure just right away mm-hmm. is that it's truly designed for like you can play it as DM and a player. And they even have like little sidekick characters that also have abilities and you get to roll that you can get assigned um, if you're just playing with one player or later on in the adventure you may or may not run into these characters if you have other players um, on this adventure with you. So mm-hmm. it's really, really cool, man. And there's like platforms like Roll, I think it's called Roll D20. It's an online platform. I haven't really dove too far into it. Like, I don't know if it costs money, but I've just seen mm-hmm. some YouTube videos of streams where people use that platform to play a game remotely um, with like, you know, five other people. So I think, you know, it's very, very uh, possible that in the future, you know, we run a campaign with, you know, either some listeners or, you know, our friends from around the the world. So it'd be pretty Mm -hmm. cool. So, yeah, man, I mean, that's, you know, that's what I've been doing during the power adage, just with by flashlight, just reading about Dungeons and Dragons, man, (laughs) which, uh, you know. I mean, that's pretty, I mean, that kind of sounds like paradise. Yeah, it it was awesome, man. It was really cool. And getting my son into it, making him sort of read... Um, about some of the the character the races and like the, all the classes and spells and stuff he's like oh man there's a spell in this one i think it's called like fireball necklace or something mm. and it's just like a literally a necklace of fireballs that you can kind of like grab a fireball and throw it you know if oh, you need cool. to it's so cool man yeah that's awesome hey do you have um i know we were talking about it yesterday but um so your son woodrow wrote his first story mm-hmm. do you do you have any of that stuff? Uh, with me? Yeah, do you want to share it? I mean, you want what do you want me to read the whole thing? I mean, is it like I thought you, I thought well, it was Well, it's like, like short. two it's like two pages, but um mm-hmm. we can just put, Yeah, we can just put it on um the thing. So he, you know, he's really into the Goosebumps books. We got him like I found on eBay uh last month. I found like I don't know, like 11 or 12 of the kind of first oh, yeah. first printings of some of them. And, you know, um, not in order. They're just kind of random that somebody had. I don't know. We bought them on eBay. And uh, so we started reading them, and he's super into it. And so he wrote – he wants to kind of create his own series. And so he wrote this one, I guess, as a uh, – well, they had a class assignment. You know, they had to write a spooky story. But they didn't have mm-hmm. school um, – Thursday and Friday of last week because of the storm. And <coughs> and anyway, like he had this assignment and he's like, Man, you know, I kinda wanna I kinda wanna write what what will become like maybe the first in, in this book series of mine. You know, of course this is only two pages, but um I was like, Yeah, cool. And, and he's like, you know, I don't think any other kids are gonna like draw a cover, but you know, and so he started drawing this cover and I was like 
amazed. So I kind of told him, how about this? You draw it and then I'll color it in just to kind of just add a little, add a little spice to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, I'll, we can post that on this. You know, I think it looks pretty cool, man. It's uh, so yeah, his, dude, I love it. his series is called brain freeze. And, yes. um, and, uh, the name of this story is called the haunted graveyard. And it's cool, man. Like he used, he and his friends, um, it actually facilitated a pretty cool conversation about, you know, Dungeons and Dragons, because I, I, I kind of told him like, what's cool is, you know, we can create these adventures and you and your sister can sort of, I'll lay out the story and then you guys can battle what you battle or explore and we'll roll the dice to see what happens. And so, um, that's kind of mm-hmm. how he approached the story that he wrote, you know, cause he was like, well, I mean, I don't really know like what characters to, I said, just use people, you know, to, to start with, you know? So he used, he and like two of his best friends from school. Um, and it's really cool, man. It's a really cool. A uh, little story is awesome, man. I love that. Yeah, yeah that's so cool. Yeah. It's neat to see their imaginations kind of, you know, run wild. And so like, mm-hmm. as he's like thinking about the story, you know, certain parts, he'd be like, well, I just don't know what, what happens next. And I'd say, you know, well just, you know, put yourself like, in your mind, just put yourself there and kind of like visualize what's going on. And so like to see him kind of like stare off in the distance and be like, Oh yeah. And like start writing it. It was really neat, man. I just pictured you like recently getting into D and D so much that he's like, dad, what should we do next? And you're like, well, I mean, they're walking in the graveyard and then maybe they just sit down to rest and start rolling the die and <laughs> playing a role playing game. Yeah, exactly. It's like, Hey dad, um, am I allowed to play video games or do I have to go to bed? I'm like, one second, son. I pull out my 20 sided die. I'm like, <laughs> uh, that's yeah. actually probably not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> completely leave it up to chance. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, I think, uh, God, I don't know. That, that's what I've been into uh, lately. I mean, I'm still reading um, Passport to Magonia and mm, um, yeah. Real Monsters, Gruesome Critters, and Beasts from the Dark Side um, by Brad Steiger. Yeah. I'm reading that puppy. Yeah. Um, uh, I think we, we're both so busy, um, you know, with just life and then the whole power outage deal for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Halloween, and I'm kind of excited for a little not break i mean because we love what we do we love the show um and and honestly it's it feels kind of like a break to make the show um you know at least to record the show rather Mm -hmm. but uh i am i am looking forward to kind of you know getting back into consuming a little more having a little more time for for books and comics and Mm -hmm. and movies and stuff yeah and doing and doing some research um Mm -hmm. that's like on theme with with future episodes and stuff. I'm kind of excited about that too. Yeah, and one thing I was thinking about too uh, a couple of days ago is maybe we do a type of poll where you guys tell us what you want to hear. Do you want to hear less paranormal stuff and more about, you know, 80s movies or if you guys have anything that you would like us to take a swing at and cover. Um, yeah, maybe free. like we do one show a month that is like listener oh, that's choice, great. you know? Yeah, like, that's awesome. So, I mean, I think no matter what, we're going to continue to talk about uh, paranormal stuff, like everything that we want to talk about, just because at the end of the day, we're just dorks that like a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it would be kind of cool to have like one show a month that maybe someone says, hey, you know, look into this creature or hey, you know, whatever. And then we kind of go through some of those 
requests and then mm-hmm. just kind of dive in and do a do a show about that. Yeah. Although we're not going to go into religion, politics. <laughs> <laughs> no religion, no politics, uh, uh, none of that for sure. We're never, ever going to talk about COVID. Yeah, no, yeah. those, those um, kind of uh, things we're, we're not going to get into. But, yeah. you know, I also wanted to point our listeners who maybe didn't catch it on the Instagram account or page or whatever you want to call it, that we are for a couple of days we'll leave it up for a couple of days we've got some hand-drawn halloween masks that tyler mm-hmm. created that are just amazing it's actually what i was for halloween i used the frankenstein mask and right um printed it out cut it out put uh, glued it onto some cardboard and wore it as my halloween costume but truly man i also printed out a couple extras just to uh just to frame they're just really cool works of art with uh with the, that would be rad stuff it looks just like one of those old ben cooper masks oh yeah so there's like a that frankenstein was, totally and, the vibe yeah man frankenstein and in a dark knight uh mask so mm-hmm. all you have to do to get the the link to the high resolution pdf is go to our instagram page click mm-hmm. the uh the link in our bio and it'll say like free Halloween present or whatever. You click that, you sign up, then we'll send you that link because we'll be taking that link down and this is the only place that they're available. Mm-hmm. There's going to be different ones, something different available next year. But we'll leave that link active for other ways and things that you can sign up for because shortly we're going to be coming up with what we call the That Would Be Rad Dispatch. And it's going to be an exclusive I don't, you know, we called it dispatch because I just hate the word newsletter. It sounds like, you know, something. Or mailing list. I hate that. Yeah. You know, what we want to do is we want to kind of. But basically, it's a newsletter or mailing list. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But more like in the vein of, you know, the old sort of punk rock magazines that you'd get the indie underground stuff. Like zine culture. Yeah, man. And, And kind of talk about. In some ways, sometimes some of these things that we talk about on the show in a little bit of greater depth um, and just kind of provide some sort of uh, updates about exclusive things that we're going to be offering in the near future, such as yeah. merchandise mm-hmm. uh, and other mm-hmm. things. So that's only going to be, especially for the people that are a part of the dispatch, we're going to do you know something special in, in terms of they'll only have access to that, whether it's a coupon code for merchandise or maybe it's just like they have access to a T-shirt design that no one else does for the time being uh, or limited edition things like that. So anyway, yeah. if you want to be a part of that, if you want to join the uh, the club, then uh, whoop, I don't – am I allowed to say club since Bigfoot? <laughs> Anyway, if you want to join the join, dispatch, if you want to join, yeah, if you want access to the dispatch, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta sign up. So to do that, you just go to our Instagram page at that would be rad, and the link is right there. So cool. That's uh, that's about it, man. I think that, uh, well, I think we've said it all. I think so too. Yeah. Um, also, if you don't like Dungeons and Dragons, um, sorry. I mean, every episode <laughs> from here on out is probably going to be. <laughs> yeah, D&D heavy. So oh, yeah. thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you. So, I hope you had a happy Halloween. I hope that you liked our October spooktacular. Um, I can't wait for next year's. Next year's going to be even bigger, even better. Oh, well, yeah. Thanks for, thanks for listening. Thanks for all the interaction on our social media. And uh, as always, be rad. That's the way
time where I just needed some sunshine You were already dead before you became a ghost You always 